Hello, and welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you once again for joining me for another podcast episode. Listen, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that all of you guys, in spite of everything that's going on in this crazy and dying world, I pray that all is well with you and that most importantly, you are holding on to your faith in God. With that being said, I was just really thinking, I was just really sitting and thinking, you know, just about life and about this world and just all of the different things that we just see going on. And, you know, at times, there's times that I look at my family, I look at my sons, I look at my wife and I'm like, man, we got to make it home. You know, like, that's just like a saying of mine that I say to myself. And you guys might have heard me say it on one of the podcast episodes or Eat Up Mondays episode. But, you know, that we got to make it home. It just always, every now and then it just comes out of my mouth like, man, the goal is to make it home. And what do I mean by make it home? You know, make it to live eternally with the Lord and the new heaven and the new earth, the new Jerusalem, as the scripture says, you know, and I think that's very important that, you know, at times we do that, like just really stop and just remind ourselves what the true goal is. And that's, that's eternal life. That's to, you know, make it home to live with the Lord forever and, you know, as, as you get older, and, and I really want to take my time with this, that's why I'm kind of like, you know, a little hesitant and stuttering with my words is because, you know, when we look at this life, if you've been living any length of time, I'm 43 years old, and if it feels like just yesterday, you know, I was outside playing, my mother was calling me to come in the house, it's getting dark, and it's like with looking at how fast time went by and how fast it's going. And it seems to be even going faster now. It's like we really have to prioritize what's really important in this life. And what's really important is obviously doing the will of God, the things that he called us to do, but also making sure that we hold on to him. And to the end, the scripture says, he that endures to the end shall be saved. So we can't allow anything to get in the middle of our relationship with God. And that's why I've been talking to you guys so much about really being careful, you know, who you listen to, because that's what happened in the garden. That separation happened, you know, from listening to somebody else and their information or what they had to say that was contrary to the word. But, you know, there's times that I just look at my family, my friends, and I'm like, man, we got to get home. You know, and, you know, when you talk like that, when you start talking about heaven and eternal life, you know, sometimes people will make you feel like, oh, you know, like you're talking some type of nonsense or, or you're talking something that's far away. But it's like, listen, 
I don't know how many days I have left on this earth. I could, God forbid, you know, or if it's God will, I could pass tomorrow. But, you know, the thing that I want to know and I want to be sure of and I want to be standing on is his word and knowing that I'm going to live eternally with him. But people will make you feel some type of way, you know, as if, you know, you're not focused on your now, like you're not focused on your present life, like you're not engaged in what's going on. And that's when that's why you you know, that's where you get that silly saying from being so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good like. I used to hear that being said and there's times I used to quote it. But when I really thought about that, I was like, man, that's that's a silly saying. And to me, that's something that comes from the devil, because I understand, you know, where people are coming from with it. They're trying to say, oh, you're being so spiritual that you're not handling your natural things. But when I really thought about it, when you truly are being spiritual and you are tapped in with the Lord, you are abiding in the Lord, you're you are going to handle the earthly things or the thing that God has called you to do the way you're supposed to handle it. But a lot of times people say stuff like that when they feel like you're talking about the Lord too much. You're talking about the scriptures too much. You're talking about heaven too much. And I want to just read this scripture to you guys. Colossians chapter three, starting at the first verse says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above. That's where our affection should be. Not on things on the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. It says ye, we are dead. We are dead to ourselves. Our life is hid with Christ in God. The scripture goes on to say, when Christ, who is our life. How many know when we... When we get saved and we make that commitment, we're abiding in him in the word. How many know, you know, he is our life now. He is our everything. It says, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, I hope I said that right, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. So we should be totally focused on those things which are above those spiritual things. We shouldn't always be focused and down about what's happening here, happening here on the earth, what we don't have and what we wish we had and how we wish life was and how we wish the earth was. It's like, listen, the earth is what it is. I mean, that's why the scriptures talk about the new heaven and the new earth. And we'll get into that. But another scripture I wanted to just kind of touch on is if you get a chance, look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 13. Um, and when you think about Hebrews 11, you know, that's what some people will call the faith hall of fame because it, it, it went down the line of, of so many individuals, excuse me, that, you know, that showed extraordinary faith that really stood on their faith and really trusted God in the different situations that they were in. And when you look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 13, you know, it started talking about how they had received the promises and how, you know, even though they saw them afar off, they were persuaded of them. They embraced them and they confessed. And this was the key. This, this was so powerful and this is the thing that we have to do at all times so that we can remember where we truly are. It says that they confessed 
that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And when you look up that word, confess is to acknowledge, you know, that word acknowledges to be real and true. You have to understand and know the truth. The truth is that if you belong to Christ, if you are a child of God, you are a stranger and a pilgrim on this earth. Another definition for confess was recognize. You have to recognize that this is not your home to declare it. In other words, to make known or state clearly. But the scripture says that they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And if you continue to read verse 14 says for they that say such things declare, there it is plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out. So if they had been mindful of the place where God had brought them from, when you look at the definition of mindful, it's respectful. If they were respectful of that country where he had brought them out of, you know, you get regardful, you get hooked. If they were hooked to that country, you get attentive. And what's so powerful about the word attentive is the definition of attentive is hanging on every word. So when I look at this, it says, and, and truly, if they had been hanging on every word of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. And the reason why I said it like that is because think about because this is so symbolic to us in the world. God saved us. He brought us out of the world. But what causes many people to return back to the world is hanging on every word, is listening to what the world has to say, is listening to people in the world, people that are not being led by the spirit or not that are not saying the words of the Lord. They're speaking, you know, through the devil or the devil is speaking through them. And that's what causes us to separate ourselves from God, to walk away from God, because Satan can't just take us away from him. And then what happens? We go back into the world. We start doing worldly things. We find ourselves way off course, way somewhere that we never thought we would be, you know, because we hung on every word, because we were respectful of the world. You know, we were hooked to the world. And I just wanted to encourage you guys, remember what the goal is. The goal is to get home. That's what this is all about. But when you look at the definition of a pilgrim, it's a person who travels about. When you look at it, the definition of a stranger, it's an outsider. And guess what? If you are saved and you are living according to the word of God, I don't know about you, but me in this world, even though everybody else looks like me, they walk like me, they have eyes like me, they talk like me, meaning, you know, they, they use their mouth. We do the same activities. We all work. We all have fun. We all watch TV, whatever it is you do. But I'm going to be honest with you, since I got saved and since I begin to understand the things of God, be, when I begin to become closer to the word of God and abide in the word, I now in this place feel like an outsider. And that's why so many times I sit and I look at my family and friends and I'm like, man, we got to get home. That's why sometimes I sit and I may reminisce about a great time I might have had here, whether it was recent or whether it was that day. But sometimes tears are fill up in my eyes because I understand the world for what it is. I understand that this place is not going to last forever. I'm having a great time here. God has been good to me here. I have a great family. I have great friends. I love all of that. But the goal is we all need to get home. We all need to live eternally with the Lord. And I wanted to just 
get you guys focused on what's really important because if you're focused on everything that's going on in the world, we see it's it's chaotic out here. If you're focused on trying to save the world and make the world this heavenly type place, heaven on earth, listen, it's not going to happen. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have good times. It doesn't mean that God is not going to bless you with certain things. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have any money or any material things. That's not what I'm talking about. But on what I am saying is, you can't focus and and look at this place as if you're going to be here forever. And that's why I tell you guys all the time, be careful who you are listening to and who is preaching to you. Because as pilgrims and strangers, we should have backpacks on. Keep your backpack on. Do not allow these men and women of quote unquote or these quote unquote men and women of God to cause you to give up your backpack and trade it in for a tent. We are not supposed to be pitching tents here. We are just passing through. This is not our home. Once again, when you look at the definition of stranger, it's an outsider, a newcomer or foreigner. It sounds like us. A guest or visitor sounds like us. Alien is another definition of stranger. And I'm not going to get into it, but when you look at these movies that's made about aliens and how they came and they were different from any, everybody else. It sounds just like us minus the big green heads and the beady eyes. Like, listen, this is not our home guys. We are not supposed to be seeking to, you know, make this place a better place and, and all of these different things. No, only thing we should be seeking is the will of God. What is it that God want me to do here? And it doesn't mean that we're not going to do any good and we're not going to help people here. Of course we are. That's what God is all about. Feeding the poor, you know, uh, uh, preaching the gospel, telling our testimonies, getting those into the house that are meant to be saved and encouraging those that are in the world. But at the end of the day, we are not here to try to save the world, quote unquote. And this is why I'm going to read this scripture to you. First John, and you guys hear me mention this scripture a lot, and it shouldn't be a discouragement to you or cause you to fear or feel some type of way if you truly believe that the Lord is who he says he is. If you truly believe that the Lord has what he said he has, says what he, if you truly believe what the Lord says he has for you, this shouldn't discourage you. First John chapter two, verses 15 through 17, love not the world. And he starts off like that because, believe it or not, there's a thin line between loving God and loving the world. Sometimes that love for the world could be very subtle. You could think that's not what it is, but that could be what it is. But listen, when he goes on to say, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, these are the things that are in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but it is of the world. Verse 17, it's, it's, it's key. And the world passeth away. This is why we can't focus here. We can't focus on here. Our focus has to be on those things above. Our focus has to be on those heavenly things. It does not mean we're not going to handle business here. I'm doing by the grace of God. Most of the stuff I feel the Lord is doing for me. I'm living a regular life. I work. I do. It doesn't mean that if you are spiritual and you're constantly talking about the Lord, that you're no earthly good or, or, you know, you're being too deep. When people tell you being too deep, 
You need to watch out for him because the bottom line is that's what I want to be. I want to be deep. I don't I don't have a problem with saying God bless you. I don't have a problem with responding and saying amen. I never forget years ago I went to some fellow saints house. This was a long time ago. And we all went to church together and we were all hanging out and I'm having fun just like they're having fun and nothing crazy was going on. Nobody wasn't doing anything wild, but they said something and I said, amen. And it was like, oh, come on, Trev, you know, we ain't, we ain't in church. You ain't got to do all that. But they didn't realize that was that's just a part of my language. That's just who I am now. You know what I mean? But I wasn't trying to be deep. That's just who I am, you know? So we can't allow people to discourage us, you know, when we're trying to walk with the Lord. You know, we're not spiritualizing everything. I'm, you know, when something happens happens to my washing machine, I'm not telling people the devil done got in my washing machine or the devil done got in my car. No, we're not being spooky and weird. But yes, we are going to uplift God as much as possible. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not trying to be deep. I'm not trying to be super deep. I'm not trying to be a Above what I am. No, this is who I am. The gospel is my language now. That's my that's my language now. That it is what it is. I'm not perfect. I don't always make all the right decisions. But at the end of the day, Jesus Christ is my Lord, and I'm going to do my best to follow what it is that He has to say. But the Scripture goes on to say, "And the world passeth away." And the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God. Remember, I just talked about the will of God abideth forever, remaineth forever, live eternally. Another scripture I want to read to you guys really quick. John 17. Listen to what Jesus said in John 17, 16. He says, they are not of the world. He was speaking of the disciples and those that were there. He says, even as I am not of the world. Listen, we're not of the world, guys. It, it's okay to feel a type of way here because this is not our home. There's even a scripture where Jesus says, if you were of the world, the world would love you because the world loves its own. So if you don't feel love from this world, it's a reason why. But it says they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. That's why we have to remain in him. He is the word. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. That's why we have to remain in the Lord. And if we remember one of the scriptures we read earlier, what did it say? It says that our life is hid with Christ in God. But listen, when he goes on to say, he says, and for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. Listen, guys, I don't know about you, but my focus has to continually be on the destination. You know, when you're driving in your car and you're headed to the grocery store, wherever you're headed to, your mind is on your destination. You are trying to get to where you set out to get to. And that's how we should be when it comes to eternal life, living with the Lord forever. That's where our focus should always be. We should always have our minds set on things above. We should always look around and look at our children and friends and family and say, listen, we got to get home. We got to get home to be with the Lord. We have to remember and constantly remind ourselves, this is not our home. We are aliens here. We are pilgrims and strangers just passing through, doing the 
the will of God as we pass through. We are not seeking uh, uh, that, that old world or that old country that we came out of. We seek another country and we know what that country is. It's a heavenly one, like it said in Hebrews 11 and 16. But the last scripture I want to read to you guys, and I'm sure it's going to encourage you, is so beautiful, is Revelations chapter 21. Uh, starting at that first verse. And I'll only just read a few scriptures out of this chapter um, just to give you a glimpse of the destination, just to give you a glimpse of what is going to be like when we get to that end. And that's why that's the thing you have to always have in front of you. That should be the goal. My goal is to get home. He that endures to the end shall be saved. Revelations chapter 21 and verse one says, and I saw, and this is John talking about what he said. He says, I, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven. Here's our confirmation again for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Do you guys understand what that means? That means that God is no longer going to dwell far away from us. He's going to be right there in front of us. I know to the naysayer and to those that cannot discern spiritual things that might be listening. It sounds crazy to you, but those of us that are saved are rejoicing right now. It says, and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them. Hallelujah. And they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. Anybody tired of pain? For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, right, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the fearful that don't miss this, guys, this last verse I'm going to read to you. Verse eight says, but the fearful. We know what the scripture says about fear and love. We know fear has no part in love. Matter of fact, the scripture says fear brings torment. So if you are in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of all these storms that's happening physically and spiritually, if you're just in the midst of going through uh, monetarily, whatever it is you're going through, be not afraid. Fear is no good, guys. Fear brings torment and it has nothing to do with God is it is nothing but Satan that brings fear. But listen to what this last scripture says, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers, 
you heard that sorcerers watch these these horoscopes and going to get your palm read and all listen all of that has to do with satan it says and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death when you guys get a chance Go and please finish reading Revelations 21. But I am here to encourage you. Don't let anybody on this earth, especially that don't know anything about the Lord, don't know anything about the scriptures, because the Bible clearly says that the word is spiritually discerned. Do not allow them to make you take your gaze off of what the goal is. And that is to get home. That is to live eternal life with the Lord. Yes, enjoy your life. Enjoy your life life and the boundaries of God. Enjoy your life being unspotted from the world. It's nothing wrong with that. If you have money to purchase things and God has no problem with it, there's nothing wrong with that. Enjoy your life, but do not, listen to me guys, do not Take your eyes off of the goal. What is the prize? The prize is to get home and live eternally with Jesus Christ. Listen, guys, know that I love you guys. And every time you hear my voice, know that my goal is to get home. Those moments when I gaze at my children and they're playing and having a good time and don't really necessarily understand what's going on yet. My goal is to help them to get home by the grace of God. My wife, that's her goal to get home. My friends, that's their goal to get home. Listen, we're not here to please anybody in this world. So what they laugh, so what they don't understand. They're not supposed to understand because that understanding only can come from God. Last thing I'm going to say when Jesus asked Peter, you know, you know, uh, who do men say? say I am the revelation that he got with him saying that, listen, you are the Christ. He says, listen, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. That was revealed to you by my father. Listen, nothing can be revealed to a person if God does not allow it. So if you are one with Christ, you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he came, he died, he rose. If you believe all of that, you are doing excellent. You are living life to the fullest in spite of what you have or what you don't have. It does not matter because in the end, when it's all said and done, when it really, truly matters, you will be standing on the winning side. And guess what? You are never going to taste death. Listen, guys, I love you. You know what the goal is. That's to get home. I pray this encourage you. I know the world is going crazy, but it's supposed to. But the bottom line is we that abide and do his will. We that do his will will abide with him forever. Love you guys. Until the next time we get together, shalom.